Welcome to Beehive Eats. I am Meg and I'm here with Irene. Hey, Irene, how are you? Hi, Meg. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm going to tell you about what I ate when I went down to St. George, because if you live in Utah, inevitably you will find yourself in St. George at some point. I can't explain why it just happens. It's usually <laughs> yeah. October, November, maybe March, you like you're craving a little bit of warm weather. What's the easiest place to get to in three and a half hours? St. George. Yes. However, I feel like my um, like my husband's family, there was always a St. George trip in the summer. And I'm like, yeah. we, why do we go here in July? Like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> okay. I used to not understand that as a child, but now as an, um, as an adult, I'm like just going somewhere where I don't have to think about keeping my house clean or working, like just having a destination that is not our home is yeah, reason enough to go. It's true. We, we always did have a good time. So, I mean, there's always a pool in St. George. Yeah. There's always like some sort of large vacation home, you know? So, so even if you go in July, you're going to have a good time because you're going to be in the water the whole time. <laughs> so it's huge or St. George has come a long way since I was a child. The options used to be Tony Roma's or red lobster, which no shade, but you know, there's you can only eat Tony Roma's and Red Lobsters. I've oh, actually, there's also a Chili's. I've never been to Tony Roma's. Rome, Roma. Look, Roma. I have nothing ill to say about Tony Roma's. You know, it's fine. Is it ribs. a rib place? Yeah. Okay. Which, like, ribs is a real commitment. You know, if you're going to a rib <laughs> place, you're like, am I willing? I have I to do, love I a have, good rib, though. I do too, but I have to go with someone where the judgment is not. Like they, they're going to accept me for the sauce covered face I will have. <laughs> I, you know what I used to love as a kid are those little wet naps that they used to give you at rib places. Like I thought those were like this, like un, like this, like golden treasure that you could not find like anywhere else except like special restaurants where you use your hands. And I loved those wet naps. I can't even tell you. I mean, who knew it's just like, just buy some baby wipes. This is but now <laughs> as an adult, is there any more humiliating experience than to unwrap like one of those? It looks like a condom wrapper, but it's like a wet nap <laughs> with like sauce covered hands and pull and out a single, you yeah, a single wet nap that will not sufficiently <laughs> oh, clean your hands or face and then having to ask the waiter for more. <laughs> I truly just bring in a package of baby wipes now with me. If I'm at getting in a place like that, I don't even have kids and diapers. And yet I still am like on a subscribe and save for baby wipes. I, just I mean, baby wipes are the best. <laughs> I could go on a tirade about them. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So, but now the food options in St. George have really come a long way. We usually hit three spots every time we go. One is Viva Chicken. Oh, um, I was hoping you're going to say this because Viva Chicken is so good. It is so good. And I am so mad that there is not one in Salt Lake County. There's because... not a Viva Chicken. There's not a Viva Chicken. You're right. But okay, you. I let's talk about this. Well, tell me more about St. George because there is a place up by me that has really good Peruvian chicken. It's not as good as Viva really? Chicken. Really? Yes. The chicken is amazing. What's it called? Um... Tell me more about St. George and I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. So Viva chicken 
It's great for a family because the way you order it is like you get a certain amount of chicken and then you get a bunch of sides. So it's really good roast chicken. It's Peruvian. Um, it's really like moist and just the right amount of spice. And then they have these green beans on the side that are like lightly sauteed. I want to say sauteed, but they have like just enough tenderness, but they're still a little bit crispy and they are so good. They have a fried rice. I've never had the green beans. The green beans are so good. Oh, I need to get that. Really, really good fried rice, um, good fries. And then they have these sauces that the are, sauces are really what make Peruvian chicken amazing. It's like, how do you describe the sauce? It's like cooling, but also spicy. Yeah. Well, and I think this is like, um, um, inherent to like the Peruvian chicken experience. Have you had Peruvian chicken in other places? Uh, n- mm, yes. Once before, but I have, a very, it was like in Washington DC and yes. I remember liking it, but I was, I have no specific memory of it. I have had a couple Peruvian chicken places in DC, weirdly. Um, and then this place here in Bountiful, and then there used to be a place in Provo, but I don't think it exists anymore. And I don't really remember that anyway, but I do think like the sauces are like a, like a pivotal component of a Peruvian chicken meal. And I can't remember Viva Chicken. Like there's like multiple, right? It's not just one. Or is there just one? I mean, it's a chain, but no, there's no, only I mean, one the in sauces, St. George. The sauces that oh, the sauces. Yeah. No. So there's like a pink, a green and a yellow. The yellow is my yeah. favorite. They're like garlicky. There we should. I want to look up a recipe or something because um, um it there and there are some that you think that are not going to be oh this can't be that spicy but there's like a real kick to some of them it's like the the mind-blowing emoji with the smoke (laughs) um so viva chickens one um farmstead bakery is fairly new and congrats to whoever opened that because they are killing it it's like a pastry sandwich coffee shop uh and if you go on a weekend morning it's absolutely packed they have a great little patio where you can eat outside they have good pastries the sandwiches are really where the money is they have what like is it called again farmstead bakery i've never heard of this they have baguette sandwiches they have like a ham sandwich with arugula that's just really simple oh, it looks cute inside too yeah it's cute it's very um you know where is it is this like farm house modern yeah, it's downtown, which, you know, St. George has like not a very big downtown, but it's over by the Children's Museum. Okay, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, their so, pastries look good. Their pastries are good. I think their sandwiches are the real winner. Um, so we like to eat there. Also, there's a Mexican place called Angelica's that is really good. Um, they have the best beans. They're like still bean shaped. You know how beans can get really like mushy. Mm-hmm. These are good, like good texture beans. They have. Um, I like, like a mushy a, bean actually. I'm not mad about a mushy bean, but this is like a wow. You really put effort into these. Beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they have a really good. Um, it's not a quesadilla, but it's similar to a quesadilla where it's like got cheese and meat inside the tortilla. Mm-hmm. 
uh, delicious, really good tacos. Some is it like so, a sit down place or what kind of, it can be, we always get takeout because we're okay. there with a million children and we don't right. want to be those guys, you know, but that yeah. you can go and sit down. Um, and just really good. It's like greasy and delicious and you'll feel sick after you're eating it, but you won't have regret. <laughs> There's also a rock top. Angelica's? Wait, Angelica's. Uh huh. With a J. A N J E L I C A S. There's a rock taco down there, which is super fun. It's where the really? Cafe Rio used to be. Yeah. So that's good. And then the Veo Pies. There's this tiny town outside of St. George called Veo. There's one stoplight and one gas station. And they have a bakery called Veo Pies, and they are the best pies. The I coconut. Love a pie the lemon sour cream and the banana don't get the chocolate the chocolate will let you down we've also done like an apple before and a berry but we're huge fans of the custard pies with lots of cream and it's like a problem we'll get four pies and then throughout the day everyone will just cut themselves a piece of pie and eat it um, oh that they sounds are, amazing they're so good oh i love a pie wait vejos Veo, V-E-Y-O. Veo pies. It's just yeah. a pie shop? Yeah. And can they do. You, like, um, oh can gosh. you like get them shipped? Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question. <laughs> this These look so good. They're really good. They're really, really good. Um, so that's my St. George report. That sounds great have you ever been to um oh they have a raspberry rhubarb you know i'm a mm. sucker for rhubarb oh, apple cherry God. cherry raspberry just straight up rhubarb strawberry rhubarb a true crowd strawberry rhubarb blackberry blueberry peach i love a peach pie peach blueberry i mean a lot of like fruit pies this list goes on and on oh yeah my God. really good crust a really good flaky crust mm, i love a good crust how do I anyway, get this? I need this now. Go, you got to drive to Veo. <laughs> How far is Veo from St. George? 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Yeah. In but it's a beautiful, direction? I don't know. I don't know. Remember <laughs> where I, when I was like, how close is Moab to St. George? <laughs> no, I'm when we were like, yeah, we're, um, Veo, Utah. All right. So that's what I've been eating. Irene, tell me what you've been eating. Um, well, it's been extremely hot here in Utah. I feel like in the Wasatch, on the Wasatch front, it's been very hot. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was going to, I talked about this place before on this podcast. It's a Thai place in Bountiful and we are having some friends over and I'm like, I'm just going to get takeout, Thai takeout. We'll just eat it. Like I didn't want to have to like make anything. Um, and then I was, it was, like 102 degrees that day and I was like I can't eat curry in 102 degree weather I just can't do it so it's like 4 p.m the day that these people are supposed to come over and I'm like I can't do it what do I do what can I do quickly and like not I'm like sitting in the Smith's parking lot being like what can I do quickly that won't make me hot and like will still be good and so I just, I was like, let's just grill something. Let's grill something and have some salads and like, it will be fine. So what I realized is, so my friend, when my friend Diane was here from Buffalo, she brought me um, this, um, 
this marinade that is um, from Buffalo. Okay, so this place is called Chavetta's. Okay, this is actually funny. I want to know, I don't actually know the history of this place, so I don't want to like, you know, people can fact check me if they want, but um, so when, so this marinade they sell in like the Wegmans over there in, in Buffalo, okay. but they don't, it's hard. I mean, I've never seen it anywhere else except Buffalo. And when we, and Chavetta's is like, I want to call it like a catering place almost. So, and what, there's no restaurant, there's no Chavetta's restaurant, but Chavetta's is very well known for their chicken. Okay. So they, and what you could do is you could like hire Chavetta's to come do your, their Chavetta's chicken. And they would just like bring their grill and they would just grill all their chicken. And a lot of times people would do this, like, like places would do this as a fundraiser. And so like my high school would do a Chavetta's chicken dinner night every year. And like, as a fundraiser, families would just buy Chavetta's chicken. And so this chicken is so good. I'm going to look up the ingredients fruit. It's like the marinade is like very vinegary, but also sweet, but also like really well seasoned. So it's like, so my friend Dinah brought me like some marinade. I'm like, I'm just going to marinate some chicken in 90 minutes. Like we'll be ready to grill it. And, and it was so good. Um, and this, it's just so funny. Cause it's like, as I, I just remember as like a 17 year old in the summer and we're like craving Chavetta's chicken. We're like, how do we get Chavetta's chicken? Cause at the time, I mean, we're not, we're not grilling our own things as 17 year olds, right? We're like, we just <laughs> find Chavetta's chicken. So, um, we would like, and this is like before Google and things like that. So we were like looking in the local newspaper to see like which places were having like Chavetta's chicken fundraisers. And we would just like, go try and find Chavetta's chicken somewhere. Anyway, Chavetta's, it is so good. Um, and it like got me out of a bind, like real quick, you know? So you, you marinated some chicken. We just marinate. We just marinate. I bought some chicken thighs. We marinated it, um, for like 90 minutes. And then the directions say, okay, here's the, here's the ingredients. It's very simple. Vinegar, salt, spices, fresh garlic, xanthan gum. That's it. That's all there is. Feels like you could make that. Yes. But I mean, the spices are important. It doesn't say which spices, just as spices, you know, but it, I think the high vinegar content, like really breaks down, like it like makes the meat really tender too. You know, I think it's apple cider. Um, yeah, maybe it's just so good. And I don't know. It's Wait, just say it again. Vinegar. Oh, well, <laughs> is there sugar? Vinegar, salt, spices, fresh garlic, xanthan gum. That's it. No sugar? No sugar, but it does taste sweet. So I'm sure there's like, I mean, I, I wonder if sugar counts as like a spice. Like spice? It, it doesn't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It is delicious. Oh, actually strange because I did say it is like sweet, but total carbohydrates, one gram, no sugar. No sugar. I don't know where the, the sweet flavor is coming from. I bet it's but- apple cider vinegar. Oh, that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and make so this. Good. Anyway. So, and then that, 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 um, day I made like a kale salad and a corn, like a fresh corn salad. Mm-hmm. And it just was like a great meal for a hot day. So then I was like on this, like, okay, we're entering summertime. 
grilling is happening, especially like this weekend with 4th of July and everything. Um, are there foods that you like to either bring to a barbecue or just like foods in general that you prefer eating when it's hot out? Cause it's really hard to like make a curry when it's a hundred degrees outside. If you invite me to a barbecue, I am 100% for sure every time bringing tortilla chips with pico de gallo and guacamole. Ooh, okay. Are you making the pico and the guac? Yourself? I'm making the pico and the guac because it is not hard. So the trick is you dice all the tomatoes, you let them drain for about yeah. half an hour. Yeah. So cut your tomatoes first thing, put them in a colander and let them sit. Yeah. Then cut your onions, juice. A, like I do with like at least two limes, good limes, juicy limes, mix the onions with the limes and some salt. And it kind of pickles the onion yeah. a little bit. So you're yeah. not like punched in the face with mm -hmm. onion, chop a bunch of cilantro, mm -hmm. throw it in, then add your drained tomatoes, mix it all together, add more salt. I do black pepper. I know that's kind of blasphemous in some circles. I like the way it tastes. Don't sue me. <laughs> Um, and you've got a delicious pico de gallo and that, I am that actually is like, yeah, fairly easy when I, whenever I make, um, like one of my rotational meals is nachos. And whenever I make Oof. nachos, I'm always making a, you know, when you go to like a taco place and there's always like an onion cilantro lime mix. Yes. I always make that for on top of the nachos, but same idea where it's like the lime into the fresh onion just like really cuts out a lot of the onioniness, and it just is like the best like like acidity to your Mexican food. It just is just so good. It's perfect. And then I am a guacamole purist. It's just avocado, lime, salt. Don't add sour what? cream. Don't put sour cream in my guac. No, I don't put sour cream in my guac. But I do add more than just, wait, what'd you say? Guac, salt, lime. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I like a creamy guacamole. I want it to be completely spreadable. Okay. I'm into that. So, and then I serve it with the Taco Works chips, which have a seasoning on them that isn't Doritos, but isn't just plain tortilla chips. It's like some perfect middle ground. Taco Works? I've never- Taco Works. It's in an orange bag at Harmon's and it's not by the other tortilla chips. This is key. It's over by like the garbage chips, like the, you love them as a kid. Chips. Oh, I see. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to look and see what it looks So it's like, like a little bit of chili powder. I think some paprika, some garlic and some salt and they are, they look delicious. So good. They're so good. It's what I gave everyone for Christmas this year. My neighbor Aww. gifts were taco works chips. Did you also give them Pico? No, I was too lazy. I just gave them. <laughs> I do have a neighbor that gives me tortilla chips and homemade salsa every year. And oh, I fully appreciate it. I love it a Christmas so homemade good. salsa. Yeah. Mm. So good. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm bringing. What are you bringing? So I mentioned this a little bit, but my, I usually bring a fresh corn salad. Something about a fresh corn salad is just so good. And somebody gave me a recipe a couple of years ago and I always have to and like look for it and try and dig for it. Cause I can never really remember. And this year I couldn't find it. So I just had to like, kind of just, you know, try and do it by, by what I could remember. And there was something a little off. However, I did forget to put the onions in because I did that thing where you like soak the onions in ice water to like kind of cut the 
cut the oh kelsey nixon tip yeah but i said it on her podcast before kelsey said it i will say that you don't remember this we talked about this months ago and i didn't make a reel about it like she did she's pretty good for <laughs> well, that's like- i did talk about it on this podcast um anyway i left it in my cold water and i forgot to put it in which does make it <laughs> you can't forget the onion <laughs> so it's like well also her tip though which i didn't use which i do want to use about roasting corn um she just roasted it like straight onto her gas burner and i'm like that is genius she just and then like, cut oh, it off yeah, she just puts the corn right onto her burner. And I'm like, so it gets that a nice char. Genius. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. And okay. also a tip that I've used, like not to overuse Kelsey Nixon's name, but she's got some great tips and um, cutting the corn off. Like instead of holding the corn up and down, you lay the corn, lay, you lay the corn down horizontally and you like cut the corn. So it's not a vertical. I don't know how. Yeah. To why, it. why did we not think of why that? Didn't, yeah. Why, that's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, a fresh corn salad. So also the key. So I do corn, um, avocado, uh, red, uh, like really small red onions diced up, um, cilantro. And the key is cotija cheese. Mm, yes. Cotija is essential to your Mexican meal. And it just is so good. I do a dressing of like lime. I this time I did like lime, rice vinegar, um, garlic, I think, or I can't remember, garlic, and then like some spice, like Mexican-ish spices like coriander and cumin. And anyway, it's just delicious. It's so good. Something about a fresh corn salad is just very summery to me. So summery and delicious. I'm also coming around to the watermelon and cantaloupe with cheese. It's taken me a while to get on the like watermelon should be eaten with burrata train, but I think it's correct. I think that that's the right assessment. So I actually haven't done watermelon. This is actually good that we're bringing this up because I hadn't thought about this, but I do love fruit in a salad, like a peach arugula like goat cheese salad to me is yeah. like perfection. See, watermelon I've never done with burrata, but I've done watermelon feta, like burst tomatoes, like you put to make mm-hmm. like cherry tomatoes in the oven for a little bit. So watermelon feta, burst tomatoes, and then like fresh basil and mint with mint. like a balsamic. Mint's the key. Yeah, with like some balsamic. I think watermelon goes better with feta than mozz, but that's just that's well just- I had a burrata watermelon uh prosciutto salad that was really good with Ooh, some mint. Good. I do love cantaloupe prosciutto Have yeah you don't cantaloupe prosciutto burrata? that sounds so good that sounds it's so good right now so good and like a drizzle and like you could do also the fresh basil and mint and like a drizzle of balsamic on that it is Ugh. incredible it's time for lunch um <laughs> for a dessert Here's here's my favorite summer meal. Okay. Grilled meat. Grilled mm-hmm. veggies. I go through so many bell peppers and onions in the summer. I am just and then when my zucchinis start to come in, like I am just grilling zucchinis all the time. Just like grill everything, an entirely grilled meal with like bread or rice or something. And then for dessert, I want like a fruit cream something. The other like night I made like a strawberry cream cake 
So it was like a, a sponge that you cut into thirds and you put like a strawberry jam in the middle and then strawberries on the outside. And the frosting is whipped cream and cream cheese. And you're laying oh. that on. Holy cow. It was so good. It was just like summer. It just screamed. So good. Summer American summer. That sounds really good. And I haven't been making ice cream as much as I usually do because it's such a process and I have a full-time job, but like, <laughs> I there love a good summer where I was homemade. making some homemade ice cream. It was great. It's been a while though. It's just, it's really time consuming, but if you have the time, there's nothing better. Okay. Other hot meal things. Just the last thing I'm going to say about a hot meal, just, or not a hot meal, a meal during hot times <laughs> because, and I know, I feel like I talk about Korean food a lot on this podcast. I don't think um, you talk about it enough, <laughs> but I got this recipe for, um, a cold noodle dish. That's very popular in Korea. And I actually think it is a, um, I think it's in, it's, um, natively like from North Korea. Yeah. It's a North Korean dish Ooh, and interesting. it's called naengmyeon and there's like different versions of this. So it's like buckwheat noodles and you cool them down you like get you cook them for a few minutes you rinse them really really well you get all the starch out and then you put it in like a ice water bath and there's like uh the broth can be not spicy or you can add this like this gochujang sauce that is like very spicy and so i i was craving this and you can get kind of packets of the noodles and like the broth base. And then I followed this recipe to make the spicy sauce. And it's got like gochujang and um, hot pepper flakes and garlic, ginger. And then I've never used this ingredient before, but it called for rice syrup. Hmm. So it's like corn syrup, but rice syrup, you know, it was mm -hmm. like, and I smelled it and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, okay, yeah, this smells very like Korean. Like, I didn't know how else to say this, but so it's a very familiar smell. However, I've never used this before. Yeah. Um, and like a little bit of vinegar. Um, and you kind of, so you do a little bit of broth, you do the cold noodles and you put like, like just heaps of that spicy sauce on top, mix it all around, add some fresh cucumber on top and oh. like a, a half of a boiled, like a half of a hard boiled egg. I'm telling you, Meg, this sauce, I could have eaten with a spoon. Like my lips were burning off because it's very spicy, but it was, it so is good. so good. I just want to have it in my fridge at all times just to like put on things. Like where'd you find the rice syrup? So good. Just at a Korean store. So I just went to like a little, there's a little Korean store. I've actually never been there, but my mom was saying, cause I usually go to the Chinese supermarket on 30 on state and 33rd, but my mom was telling me there's like a specifically Korean store with like Korean, like banchan and stuff. So I got stuff there. Um, but I think you can also get it, just the Chinese supermarket, but that one's on like 45th and state. It's just a little bit further away from me. So it's kind of like inconvenient to get to, but, um, Anyway, it's so delicious. I'm probably going to have it again today because it is so good. For our next episode, I want you to tell us everything you pick up when you go to the Korean supermarket. Like what are, what are your staples? Cause I think, um, like I would love to cook that, but like, I don't want to run to the Korean supermarket 
once a week. Like I want to go and get everything and then have it on hand, you know? So like, I want to hear what the staple buys are. Okay. Somebody was like, somebody messaged me and was like, I was so sad to hear you say that Salt Lake doesn't have good Korean food because I'm moving there. And I'm like, oh, sorry. (laughs) Time for Irene to open up a restaurant. And you can just make it yourself. I do feel like here it's like, it's, you're better off just making it yourself. But, um, you know, maybe they're a good place. They just don't know what they are. So anyway, start sharing recipes on like your Instagram or something. I get a lot from Mongchi. And that's the okay. woman who is also in, um, they talk about her in, her in that book, um, Crying in H Mart, which is great. Everyone should read it. Oh, that's right. I need to get it on Audible. Okay. Well, awesome. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk more about what we've been eating and cooking and food here in our lovely Deseret. Irene, thanks so much for being <laughs> here. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.